I've got okay. three words for you. <laughs> okay. Flying inflatable woman. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, hello, fellow modelers. Welcome to the RC Roundtable. And who's here with me? We are. That's Terry Dunn. Mm-hmm. I am. And that's Lee Ray. And Mark, I don't know. It's just some <sighs> guy. <laughs> I'm Fitz Walker, and I'm a planaholic. Thanks for sharing, Fitz. Okay, you're welcome. Hi, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> so what episode is this? Uh, episode seven. Thank you. One three seven. Okay. So many episodes. How does the time go by so fast? Mm. So we have a lot to talk about. I think. Indeed, we do. Where do we start? Where do we start? We, we decided we're going to skip any new product talk, although there are some cool no. new products out there. So we'll have to save those for next time. I guess we'll start with yada, yada, yada. Yeah, let's do Terry's yada, yada. Terry's got a yada, yada, yada. Oh, wait, I'm starting? Fitz and I are just going to sit back, relax, and let have have some Terry time. Yeah, Terry time. Yada, yada, yada with Terry. All right, well, wake, wake I... me up when you're done. Hey. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. And tend to excite and enthrall and keep you in suspense. I'm at the edge of my seat. Good. So I think what you're talking about is my adventures at the Neat Fair, which I returned from just a couple of days ago, actually. Man, you lived, huh? I did, yeah. Do you remember what happened? I remember every minute of it. All right. Um, it's interesting because this was a little bit of a different neat fair experience for me in several ways. Messy fair? <laughs> nope. And Lazy I fair? found out Lazy the, <laughs> there is something else. Maybe it's called the dirty fair or something, but I think they split like six months. It's a, a summertime neat fair. Cool. Or well, it was like time. you t- took a wrong turn out of Massachusetts or something. No, no, no. So if you guys would shut up for a minute and let me talk, I would tell you. Fine. But for those who don't know, the what I'm talking about is a Northeast Electric Aircraft Technology Fair, which is a little over 20 years old now, an annual event in the Catskill Mountains of New York. And it began as a, I guess, a showcase for emerging electric RC airplane technologies, which when it started was a big deal. Things were re- Rapidly progressing. Um, Things have stabilized a bit, but the neat fair trudges on uh, with a very large core group of attendees who have been going since the beginning. I am a relative newcomer. This was my fourth year going. Um, Five, if you count the day trip that I did uh, my first year living in New York. Um, But since then, I've been camping out there every year. Um, It's got a a good group of people that I know there. Uh, Thayer Syme is the one who introduced me to the new fair and all the people that we hang up with. We've got, we should probably mention, probably mention he's the editor of model airplane news. Uh, he's not. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm thinking that. somebody else. <laughs> oh, just cut that out. <laughs> he used to be the editor of uh fly RC magazine. That's actually where I met there. He uh, gave me my first RC writing gigs. 
back in 2004. And so we've been friends ever since then. Um, but he now sells the plans for flying models magazines and he's, um, one of the columnists in model aviation magazine. So maybe that's what you were thinking. But anyway, he's uh, good people, and like us, he is an RC lifer, and he's introduced me to a lot of people there. He's got a group of people that have been going forever. He folded me into that group, and it keeps growing every year. And actually, this year, there were enough people that we had to split into two groups. I think I talked about last year. <laughs> Red team versus blue team. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes great and less filling. Yeah. Green. We oh. um, we have spirit. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Shirts and skins. So, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the things that uh, a great thing that the organizers at the Need Fair do is they rent out these uh, big canopies. The ones we've been getting are 20 by 40. I think last year we got a 20 by 60 and we kind of outgrew it. So, this year we changed to two 20 by 40s and it was very comfortable. The you arrive and the tents are already set up by the company and there's tables in there and chairs and all that. And then at the end of the event, they come and take it down. So it's, uh, for what you get out of that, it's well worth every penny and it's not that much for the whole weekend. So that's what we do, the group of us, and we have a place to hang out and we're right across the runway from the pond at the neat fair, which is where we tend to spend a lot of time. So it's very convenient for us and we just, I have a good time. There's no plans going into it and there's never a shortage of anything to see. There's typically at least three flight lines. Let me think there's the main flight line, which is for larger stuff. There's a park flyer flight line, which is for stuff that fits the AMA's park flyer guidelines. Help me out with that, Lee. What is it? Less than 60 ounces and 60 miles an hour or something like that. Probably smaller. Sure. Okay. Whatever, whatever you said. <laughs> All right. Look it up. And then there's, uh, I think, an ultra micro. Maybe I'm making that up. But there's other flight lines that, that I don't use. And so there's always something cool going on down there. And, and such a wide, diverse group of modelers. There are some really, really interesting stuff and some really superb modelers. Uh, I would try to recite all the cool things I saw, but I would end up leaving out a lot of very cool people with very cool airplanes. So I'll hit the the high points I can remember right now. Um, let's see. <laughs> so much stuff. Oh, there's the inflatable woman. I think you guys are probably seeing video of that. From but that's the one you're going to start with. <laughs> Gosh! Should we put a uh, one of those? Oh my uh, goodness! Th- uh, what do you call it? those things at the beginning of uh, movies? Like you know, parental warning. Yeah, parental warning. Yes. <laughs> no, she's clothed, even if scantily so, and she is powered by an electric ducted fan. But it's it's a really neat contraption, and I wish I could tell you who's behind it. I don't know, but it's uh just. <laughs> an attention getter whenever it flies. Um, oh, Fitz, I couldn't help but think of you. Um, there's a, a modeler there. His name is Mike. And I'm sorry, Mike, I forget your last name right now. But I've, I've talked with Mike several times in the last few years there. He is a superb builder of indoor models, but he also has a lot of smaller stuff that he flies outdoors. And this year, I caught him on the flight line, and he had a scratch-built Frank. 
Japanese mm. fighter. So you're going to have to tell me the the designation for it because I don't know. Is it a Nakajima, Nakajima Kawasaki? What was it? Uh, that should be. Which one's Frank? 84. Radial That's... engine, bubble canopy. It's Oscar Frank. Oscar. Uh, 84? Key 84? I think so. I don't know. I'm just yeah, rattling. I, I was expecting to... Oscar. Oh, well, anyway, it was scratch yeah. built, and I would guess it was about oh, a 20-inch wingspan or so. It was oh, just guy. gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah, it was micro stuff. He primarily does indoor things, but um, last year he had a TBD Devastator that he built that was just gorgeous. Uh, anyway, he flew the Frank, and man, that thing was it flew really nice. You would not expect that it's such a small airplane, mm. and uh, it looked really good. And one thing about the Neat Fair is the when you're facing the runway from the flight line, there's a hillside in front of you that's covered in trees, so it's a whole green background. So airplanes that are green tend to disappear, and this airplane was painted green but he did a good job of keeping up with it and flying it. And I was like, man, I wish Fitz could be here to see this. He would love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> key you, 84 is a Frank. Did you take pictures or video of it? I did. So Fitz I know I took some it? pictures. <laughs> I don't remember if I got video cause it's pretty small. I was going to have a hard time tracking it. Um, but I'm sure that I have at least some static pictures of it. Maybe some in-flight pictures. Um, so that was one thing that was particularly noteworthy. And you guys remember a couple of years ago at the indoor event, there's an indoor part of NEAT. Um, I took some video of a tumble wing kind of thing. Yeah, made out of oh, a champ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a, a UMX champ and uh, it's Ross Clements. Um, he took the wing off and put this tumble wing thing on it and it flew it around the gym. And it was really cool. It flew great. He let me fly it and it was a lot of fun he has a much larger version that just has kind of a stick fuselage, but it's, it, this thing's huge. He flies that outdoors and he flew that there. And I don't know, everybody stops what they're doing to watch when this thing <laughs> flies. It's really cool. So I think I got some video of that as well. And I'll share that with you. It's um, such an odd contraption. It really is, but it flies so well. And with any sort of headwind, it just, it hovers there static. And, We'll have to introduce you guys to Ross. He's a young guy. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's uh, between high school and college age. And he's part of our group. And so I get to hang out with him some, but he's an excellent pilot, an excellent builder. He does everything from free flight, indoor stuff, the super ultra lightweight stuff. And then he's got these racers that he builds that are insanely fast that I don't know how he even sees them. So he, <laughs> He's a great builder with balsa and foam and a super pilot. And he's just so enthusiastic about all things aviation. So it Maybe gives you hope for the future when you see. Did you mention like where he's from? Uh, should I? Do you want me oh, to tell no. his address? No. <laughs> exactly. What's he doing right now? Well, I just didn't know how far he travels to get there. Uh, he lives in Pennsylvania. So okay. I don't know exactly how far the drive is for him, but it's reasonable. Not too bad, but, yeah. Maybe it's somebody we should have on the show sometime. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. We should. Ross is good people and always fun to talk airplanes with him because he 
knows quite a lot and he has a lot of experience in different aspects of the hobby. Mm. I hope on some other, someone else's podcast, they go, I, Oh, I met Lee and then I met Terry and they're, they're good peoples. <laughs> that fits guy though. <laughs> yeah, I know. You gotta watch out for him. Yeah. He's, he likes too many of those axis planes. <laughs> yeah. I have to make fun of Ross sometimes because he builds all these great, uh, balsa models, but he covers almost all of them in clear doculam. So all of his airplanes are, they look like bare balsa with, you know, clear covering on them. And I don't know how he sees them. Some of them are really fast, uh, but he never seems to have any trouble keeping up with it. We're all transparent. It, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we'll uh, see if we can get Ross on the show sometime. Um, so yeah, I don't want to get into too many of the specific models, but what was unique about it for me was a couple of things. Last year, I nearly froze my fanny off just because the weather was kind of cold during the day. And then at night it got literally freezing and I was sleeping in my car and I wasn't prepared for it. So there were times when I was shivering in my sleeping bag inside my car. It was much nicer this year. Uh, the weather was warmer. So shorts during the day and then maybe long sleeves at night. So you couldn't ask for better weather. Most of the time it was dead calm and maybe a little bit of a breeze. So Great flying weather for the whole weekend. I was there. I arrived Thursday afternoon and I left Sunday afternoon. So two full days and two half days for me. And oh, yeah. it's never quite enough. You always leave knowing that there was things you wanted to do that you didn't get done. Wow. And the primary thing that was different about it for me this year is my usual MO is that I bring quite a few planes and it ends up being more than I can reasonably fly because most of the time I'm running around trying to see everything and take pictures and shoot video and all that. And so it ends up being a pretty busy weekend. And so I consciously didn't bring as many planes this time. I think I only brought four or five planes to fly. And our group went into the weekend with a plan to do a group build. So each of us was going to start and finish a kit while we were there. And that kit was a, uh, gosh, I don't know if Thayer designed it or if he was just part of the design or if Ross designed it, but I think Ross and Thayer cooked up the idea of all of us building a Hansa Brandenburg W29. Sounds like a tight. great sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one on rye, please. Four pieces yeah. of bread. <laughs> all right, I don't know what this is, so I have to, you have to share it. Okay, describe, so it, describe it to me and the listeners. You probably do know what it is. You just don't know the designation. So it was a World I War I. I don't one. say that word very often <laughs> in communications with my friends, yes. So it was a World War One monoplane, uh, a monoplane float plane. So it was a German monoplane on floats. Oh, is that the one that has the upside-down rudder? Yes, so it had a, a rear gunner, and I think the reason for putting the rudder underneath the fuselage was so that they wouldn't shoot off their own tail. So it looks pretty awkward in that sense. Um, the tail's kind of raised up behind the rear gunners, and then, yeah, the rudder sticks out below it. But even with that, the rudder doesn't look very big. It, it doesn't look like it would be stable. Um, but there are several RC models out there, so the design is proven. Um, I think uh, there's a Arf of one from Maxford. Maxford, Maxford models, yes. That's, yeah. yep. And there may be others as well. And I think there were several different variants 
in real life, there was a biplane that looked a lot like it or had the same basic layout and then maybe a couple different monoplane variants. Um, so I don't know the full history. I'll have to look it up. But from what I understand, um, it was very late in the war, like last couple months it emerged and they used them most, mostly on the North Sea for I don't know what. But anyway, a very unique design. So that has its own appeal. You're not going to find you know, some ARFs flying around that are the same thing you're trying to build. Um, another appeal of this is that it's open to some really interesting color schemes. So World War One in general is like that. You don't really have to stick to any norms because nobody knows what the colors really were and there are all sorts of crazy designs. So you can kind of just cut loose and claim that it's accurate if you want to. And that's what we ended up doing. And also, as a monoplane, it's relatively simple compared to other World War I designs. So Thayer cut the, uh, Depron kits for us. So everybody had their own laser cut kit of the W-29 that they could start on when they got there. And we had pre-selected power systems from uh, Badass. What's the full name for them? Is it just Badass Motors or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like, yeah. Yeah, so we had uh, motors and speed controls from them, and uh, we had Dubro pushrod sets, and I think most of us used high-tech 55 servos. Um, so, I mean, on the surface, it seemed like we were building a pretty simple foamy, and everybody kind of knew what they needed to bring to make it happen, and that was the goal, that everybody would start their airplane while they were there, and hopefully finish it while they were there, and ideally, we would have a gaggle flight with as many of them as we could uh, before the end of the weekend. And without too many spoilers, we did get to do that gaggle flight. And on Sunday, we had 13 of these models at the pond at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, ah, so, neat. Yeah. Now, you you were flying, right? Did, were you, did anybody else get pictures or video? Uh, yeah, I mean, not all of those 13 were flying at the same time. The logistics of that were, turned out to be pretty difficult. Oh, no, I so, like the idea of them all flying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Darn well, it. <laughs> that was our original plan. Yeah, that, that was our plan. But it, the pond there was pretty small. And I think a lot of people, like you're suggesting, wanted to watch the other stuff flying rather than fly their own. So I think we probably had as many as six or seven in the air at one time. Um, and that was enough. And <laughs> that really gave you the effect. And it was just a really cool ending to it. Um, but the way it worked out is these models were actually a little bit more complex than any of us had anticipated. And a lot of that was due to the strut work for the floats. And you've got this kind of W-shaped set of struts that attach it to the airplane. And then you've got wing struts that go up to the from the struts to the bottom of the wing. And these are all made out of carbon fiber. And we had jigs for it and all that. But... In the end, it took everybody a little bit longer than we had anticipated. And so there were times throughout the weekend where you're working on this thing and you feel like you're not making progress and you're like, oh, gosh, kind of wish we'd done it the other way. But then you get past a milestone and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this is pretty fun. And you, you're you sharing that with other people and you can see their progress and you get to talk about it and you're in the workshop, I, workshop air quotes together. Um and it but ended so, up being a lot of fun and I'm glad. What Terry's did. not telling us, though, is that between every step it says, take a shot. <laughs> so well, if any plane was flying afterwards that was the cheer winner <laughs> well that's another thing uh, that was unique about this year there weren't as many crazy shenanigans as i remember from other years and maybe that's because i was in my tent most of the time and just didn't see stuff that was going on 
Um, but it, it was really, you know, pretty sedate. And but I want to go, if I can go back real quick to Hanson Brandenburg. The, the, oh, I'm those, coming back to it in, in more detail, but go ahead and ask your question. Well, I was curious if, if this was something that there was, would make available as a kit or something to other people if they were interested. Well, I think based on the success that we had and the curiosity of other people who weren't involved, I think that's a very real possibility. And if that does become the case, um, we'll let people on the show know how they can get their own. Mm. Yeah. Could be a three view. It could be. I've already got mine done, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Lee, what do you think? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I know that okay. Okay. That's like, yeah, send it to me. I might finish it in a year. <laughs> Does it say quick built on the side? <laughs> it's Stepron. It's, it's by nature quick built, right? Yeah. Well, the quick built was a foam wing, too. So don't get me started on that. <laughs> Well, this is a flat plate wing. There's no ribs or anything. It's uh, it's under cambered, but you just bend it. So anyway. All right. So um, let me try this again. <clears throat> okay. Thank Better? you. Thank you. So it's a three-channel airplane. I mean, really, it is simple. If you were in your own workshop and you were focusing on building this thing, you could probably get all the airframe stuff together in a day. And probably you could probably have it flying in a day. Um, but, you know, when you're on site, you don't have all your usual tools there. You're working off a folding table. There's some constraints. Plus, you're hanging out with your friends and you go out to watch stuff fly every now and then. It's different. It's, to me, it ended up being a lot of fun. But it's, you're not going to build at the same pace that you normally would. Um, so to get into this model a little bit more, uh, I do think people would find it interesting. So we had all these pre-cut kits and the components and all that. Um, what I provided that wasn't already there was uh, a radio and a receiver. And I used my high-tech Flash 8 transmitter and a Minima 6-channel receiver. I think they call it the Minima 6S. Mm. Fitch, you're the high-tech guy. Is that what it's called? I think it's just a Minima 6, right? Maybe it is. Okay. And so that's what I uh, brought to it. Everything else was there for me on site. And... Uh, at the beginning, we thought that we were going to need a two-cell 1300 in the nose to balance it because uh, Thayer and um, Chris Parent had built a prototype of this, and that's what they were using to balance it. And then based on their experience with that prototype, they ended up lengthening the nose a little bit. And it turns out with that lengthened nose, we didn't need the 1300 at all. Most of us ended up using two-cell 500s. Mm. So we saved a significant amount of weight with that. Um, but one of the really cool things about it was you know, the Germans had the lozenge patterns during World War I and very complex, but a very cool looking camouflage design. So Thayer with his laser cutter uh, made templates, some masks that, and then keyed them. So it's uh, basically you have a base color on your wing and then you put the mask over and that gives you one of the lozenge colors and then you pick it up and you put it in the next slot over and then you can paint your other color. And the end result is that you get a three color lozenge using mm. nothing but spray paint. And it worked out really well. I mean, the effect is to me, super impressive. I think we were all just kind of blown away by how well that part worked out. And by the end, the mask just had this thick coat of spray paint on it. That, <laughs> yeah. From all the different colors. And you know, the first couple people that did that 
Um, they used, I think, what can be considered relatively accurate camouflage colors. Um, by the time I got around to it, I'm like, well, I don't want mine to look anything like anybody else's, at least color-wise. So yellow and purple? Well, I left, my base color was just the white Depron, and then I used uh, kind of a light uh, greenish-blue color, and then a tan color. So probably not something you would have ever seen, um, but I, you know, it looks like probably the tile pattern in your grandmother's bathroom. And I was happy with it. I thought it looked good. And then on my fuselage, I'd put some white and blue stripes on the top. And then I did the tan on the bottom. And then I had these broad uh, stripes on the wings and on the fuselage for the crosses, the German crosses. So, I mean, in effect, it was a really simple paint job. But I think the overall effect is really good. And everybody did something unique. I don't think there were any two planes that looked alike. Some people used the lozenge patterns. Some people didn't use it at all. I think everybody painted something. Um, but another really neat thing that Thayer did is he got the EVA foam, you know, that squishy craft foam that like the kids craft letters come made out of. Um, he used that and he laser cut some engine details that you could just glue to the top of the, the cowling. So it looks like some cylinder heads poking out and uh, he even had uh, some exhaust stacks that you could put on there and uh, cockpit combing and, oh, and a radiator. So, I mean, really simple stuff, but it did such a good job of just providing a finishing touch on an otherwise really simple airplane. And so I was really impressed with how complete these weekend on-site builds turned out. And I, I don't know if I could have done any better in, in my workshop with the tools at my disposal. So I, I'm really happy with it. And so uh, that's enough about the kit. I, I do want to get a little bit into flying a bit, the airplanes. We did a lot of flying at the pond. I took my twin pond master, which is the puddle master with ailerons and two motors. I took that and flew it a little bit, and that was fun. Um, we had other stuff that we usually take out there. But really the focus was flying these W-29s. And I finished mine sometime probably Saturday afternoon. I think I actually finished it Saturday morning, but the wind had picked up, so I wanted to wait till it calmed down. And sometime after lunch, I decided it was time to go flying. So, are you guys ready for a tail? You need to take a deep breath, man. <laughs> we got through the building part. Now let's get to the flying. Yeah, let's get to the flying. Okay. I had flown the prototype. Thayer gave me some stick time on that, so I knew a little bit what to expect. But as I mentioned, the prototype was uh, probably, I didn't weigh it, but I would guess just based on the battery, two ounces heavier. And the finished weight on most of ours was probably somewhere between eight and nine ounces. Um, so um, at those weights, an ounce or two is a significant difference. Um, anyway, so, but I flew the heavier prototype and it was fine. Um, had fun flying it and it was a nice slow flyer, no bad habits, uh, yada, yada, yada. So I had no reason to expect anything bad with my model. And so I put it on the water, taxed it around for a little bit. And that's one interesting thing about this model. It doesn't have a huge rudder. I think it's oversized for scale, but it's not huge and it doesn't have a water rudder, but it handles extremely well on the water. It has a really tight turning radius even to the right against the prop torque and P-factor and all that stuff. So that's helpful. And what most of us ended up doing is we would have full rates with 100% throw in the water, and then we wanted to fly, we'd turn it down some. 
Um, and that's what it ended up doing with mine. So I put mine in the water. I texted it around for just a minute, got the feel of it. And then I headed into the wind and took off. And it tracked straight on the water, had a nice takeoff, and I made a, a left turn to go downwind. And it was flying super smooth. And jokingly, I said, oh, I don't got it, as if you know I was having trouble with it when it was actually flying really smoothly. And we all had a good laugh at that. And so I flew around for about maybe a minute and just doing orbits over the pond, kind of getting the feel of things. And then I actually didn't have it. I had, I don't remember if I did a touch and go or if I was just over flying the pond, but I made a left turn and then it actually did stop responding. And I think people thought I was joking again. They're like, no, I don't got it. And so they're like, oh, you're lying or something like that. And so then I held up my transmitter and started wiggling the stick so everybody behind me could see. And that's when I noticed the screen on my radio was completely dead. Oh, battery. And that's when I realized I had not charged my battery before I left the house. And I didn't check it before I flew. And I bled that thing completely Uh, flat. But wouldn't it beep or vibrate or something? No, I don't have any alarms turned on on this one. Oh. And so, yeah, I did so many things wrong. Um, yeah, I didn't charge the battery. I didn't have an alarm set up. Um, interestingly, I did not set the failsafe. So whatever the airplane was doing when the transmitter died is what it kept doing. So you're probably not going to believe the things I'm about to tell you, but I would put my hand on a stack of Bibles and I have probably five people that were there and saw it and would vouch. But this is what happened. My airplane was in a left bank. And by the time I realized something was wrong, it started orbiting in that left bank, probably at about 30 to 40 feet high, mostly over the pond. And so I'm thinking, uh, first thing I start doing is I try turning my transmitter back on. Maybe there's just enough juice in there to, you know, power it up for a second to get control and bring it back down. But nope, it's dead as it can be. Nothing has happened in there. So then I set my transmitter on the ground and just kind of watch it, try to figure out if anything can happen. Because what was happening, it was in this orbit and probably... I don't know, a 75 to 100 foot diameter circle that it's going in. And at first it seemed like it was losing altitude, so it was going to come down. And so I'm thinking, all right, maybe I'll catch it. And behind me, people are catching it. And then after a couple orbits of it doing that, completely on its own, mind you, um, I'm like, nope, somebody's going to get hurt. Nobody tried to catch it. And then at some point, somebody handed me a towel, said, here, throw the towel in the prop the next time it comes by. And then it started climbing and it started drifting towards the trees and then the wind shifted and then it went back away from the trees. And I have somebody, Mark had my video camera. He started recording. So we're already well into this and he picks up my camera and starts recording. He has a minute and a half recording my airplane flying free flight over the pond in this orbit by itself under zero control. And it's, Flying more stable probably than I could have held it in that position. Did I say a minute and a half? A minute and a half of this airplane being free flight. (laughs) And then it starts drifting towards the trees again. There's really tall trees on the side of the pond. And 
I was picturing it flying into those trees and then it's going to come down and land in the pond, which normally wouldn't be such a bad thing, except that it's going to remain under power and it's going to keep trying to turn that prop when it's in the water, when it's in the tree, whatever it is. And you know, something's going to smoke. Um, but, um, I, I don't know how to make it sound like, a, a knight came riding up on a white horse, but <laughs> Devin McGrath was one of the people there. You guys have probably heard of Devin McGrath. He's a renowned RC pilot. Um, he's part of our group as well. He was out there. And at some point during all this, and had we known how much time there was from the beginning, I probably could have walked back to the tent, grabbed another battery, put it in my transmitter, and landed the airplane. But you know, everybody thought a crash was imminent. Um, but Devin, at one point, took the battery out of his transmitter, walked over, picked up my transmitter, and put his battery in my transmitter. And I I say with all honesty, this was the orbit where it was finally going to hit the trees. And it was in the last quarter of the arc going towards the trees. Devin gets my radio turned on, gets control of the airplane, brings it down, and lands it on the pond. <laughs> Good timing. It, and there was much rejoicing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If Steven Spielberg wrote a script for the maiden flight of this airplane, it could not have been more dramatic <laughs> and suspenseful with the release at the end. I I don't remember if I laid down on the ground, and, but I, I probably hugged Devin and I, I don't know. It, My hero. It was one of those moments where everybody's like, ah, just going nuts. And <laughs> We're all gonna I, die. Yeah, I have a vague memory of it just because it was so hard to tell. Time stood still. And it it just... literally stood still. Lucky he uh, had the same transmitter too. Uh, no, he didn't. It just happened that his battery and connectors were compatible with mine. Oh, okay. So wow. my battery uses a servo connector on it and his did too. And he had a two cell uh, lithium ion powering his and I did too. Although it probably would have been a range of batteries that would have worked. But uh, <laughs> something for all the stupid things I did wrong to try to make my airplane down the first flight, a lot of things happened right that saved it. So I didn't set the fail safe. So it stayed in that orbit and I just happened to lose power when it was in that bank at that throttle setting. And Thayer just happened to you know, give me parts and I put it together in a way that it had good trim and it stayed like that. I, I don't even know all the things that had to fall into place, including the wind and uh, whatever. Um, so many things happened right that saved it despite my best efforts to destroy it. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, it, it landed, I got it back and I was harassed mercilessly the rest of the weekend about <laughs> charging my transmitter and I owned it. Like I'm like, Oh, that's my fault. And I should have lost my airplane and all that. But man, it sure felt good to get it back. Cause I had spent numerous hours on it and I really liked the way it looked and the way it flew. So I was happy to have it and I wanted to be in the gaggle with everybody else. So, you know, I was going to be sad when it got beat up at a minimum, probably worse. Um, and I was just so relieved when I got it back. Um, so there is video. Uh, like I said, Mark grabbed my camera and shot some video. I think some other people were shooting video on their phone. So there's <laughs> <For> cartage. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sure. I mean, you don't want an airplane to crash, but if it's going to crash, you want to get it on film, right? Yeah. You want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. yeah, I, I haven't had, I haven't been able to relax enough to pull up that clip and watch it. 
it, I feel a little bit, the tension of that moment is coming back to me now as I talk about it. And every time I think about watching the video, the same thing, I think I have to let a little bit more time pass before I can objectively watch that and enjoy it. But yeah, it's, uh, that was the moment that was talked about for the rest of the weekend and several times since. So Devin, if you're hearing this, I owe you a beer each and every time I see you. And uh, I hope I can somehow return the favor one day. But thanks for uh, thinking on your feet and saving my airplane. Now, that to me sounds like it's award worthy. Did you get an award? Did anybody at least buy you a Brewski? <laughs> Why would anybody buy me a beer? The entertainment alone. We I'll pay like 20, you. 30 bucks to go see a terrible movie these days. I mean, that's I'd, I'd pay $5 to see that. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, the best entertainment is often free and, and this time applies. So you, you had a, an idiot with a transmitter that didn't charge it. And you know, the, so the you universe have, provided the rest. You don't have like the best say or the most dumbass word or something like that. Uh, no, um, neat is they don't have many awards and most of the awards they do give are things that happen on the main flight line. It's, um, it, not many people come and visit the pond. So we have our core group of people that go out there and we have a good time. <laughs> you like the pond people? <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't talk to them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the, we we all got great mileage out of it for the rest of the weekend for sure. And I'm sure every time that I go back to the neat fair, that will be my legacy. Mm, and I'm okay legendary. with that. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. And... Uh, to to put the bow on this, I went back, I charged my transmitter, and I flew it several more times throughout the weekend. I put my Insta360 Go2 on it. When I was building this model, I was thinking ahead, and I put a, a quarter 20 nylon bolt in through the cockpit floor so that I could potentially put the camera on it later. So after the maiden flight, that's what I did. I flew with that camera in the cockpit in a few different angles. So I've got some onboard video of it flying later. And, How uh, big is this thing? Oh, you know what? Um, let me grab it real quick and I'll measure it. Stand by. The wingspan's right at 36 inches. Oh, it's bigger than I thought. Yeah, and probably a seven or eight inch cord wing. So, oh. yeah, I mean, it's not a tiny model. It's your typical park flyer size and eight ounces. So it's, it's that. Yeah, I still got it in one piece. I, I hope to keep it that way for a while now. I think it'll do well off snow too. So I'm looking forward to getting a little snow down here, up here. And yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say about the W29 for now. A fun project with some fun surprises. And I can't think of anybody who at the end wasn't glad that they had chosen to spend their weekend that way. We were all super tickled with it and happy to fly together in that gaggle. So yeah, good times. And I hope we're able to do group projects like that in the future. Although this was probably my last neat fair for a while, since it doesn't look like I'll be living near the neat fair for the next few years. Yeah, so let's see what happens. That. Yeah. Mm. Um, but that's okay. And maybe at some point, all three of us should just go up there for a excursion. I've been trying to get you jokers up here for five years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, Fitz, go away. I'm waving, I'm waving you off, Fitz. <laughs> don't go there. Don't have the ball. Don't have the ball. So, uh, yeah, maybe we can make our triumphant return at some other point. 
Um, oh, um, you guys, I'll just ask a question. What's my favorite genre of RC airplanes? Kyosho. <laughs> yes, but a little bit more. Kyosho vintage. <laughs> uh, you like old school. You like a brushed motor with NICAD. Thank you. So you. Okay, so um, at some point during the weekend, somebody came in the tent and said, hey, anybody want an airplane? And again, I'm sorry, I didn't get his name, but I ended up passing him several times throughout the weekend. Super nice guy. Um, so whoever my benevolent benefactor is, I, I'm sorry, I'll get your name next time. Um, so I looked at it, I'm like, ooh, me, I want it. And what it was, was a Leisure Electronics Amptique. Uh -huh. And it took me a minute. Very often. Yeah, it, it took me a minute to figure it out. I'm like, oh gosh, that's it's got the characteristic pony wing tips. I know what it is, but I can't think of it. And then after he walked out, I, I remembered it. And so when I saw him the next time, I'm like, yeah, I remembered what it is now. Those are all built-up um, sticks, weren't they? Grace? No, it's this? uh, no, it's got built-up or you know, cut ribs and all that. And I think maybe even slab also fuselage sides. Okay, think of something else. Okay. Yeah, but I think when you see it, you'll recognize it. It looks. Kind of like um, a gentle lady. It's got a polyhedral wing and kind of a long glider-like fuselage, but it also has landing gear. It was advertised as an electric trainer back in the day. And I think it would have been popular in the 80s. And that originally came with an 05 motor and you could put a gearbox on it. Mm. Um, so he gave me this airplane free of charge and it's in superb shape. If it's the original covering, then whoever covered it the first time did an absolutely incredible job. It's a transparent blue, and then it's got a yellow fuselage. Um, so it looks like it's been built exceptionally well. And the person who gave it to me said it was given to him a couple years ago, I think by the person who built it. And he intended to do something with it, but never did. So he decided to pass it on. And I'm like, well, you found the right guy because I'll do something with it. So I handed it to me and I started looking at it and some things jumped out at me right away. First of all, still in the fuselage because they weren't intended to be removable is a six cell pack of 1200 milliamp hour Sanyo NICADs. Wait, the batteries are not intended to be removable? No, this is back in the day when you could you know, keep it in the airplane. <laughs> I never kept my batteries in the airplane. I know, I never did, but it was... Yeah. Some people did. And whoever I used them in my RC cars, too. And they had a charging jack built into it. Mm. So anyway, so there's some fuzzy NICADs in there. And then you pop open the hatch. And the first thing that jumped out at me was some gold anodized beauty. And Fitch, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, the Goldberg motor. No, no, no. Gold, gold. anodized. Gold anodized. The motor, it's, right? Yeah. Is it the... What? the Famous brush motor. Oh, oh, Astro Flight. Yeah, it had a Cobalt 05 in it. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm jazzed about that, right? Yes. And when I first uh, got it, there was a big toggle switch on the side. So I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> there's the speed control, right? It's on, it's on. <laughs> yeah. um, but then come to find out, I moved some stuff aside and there's an ESC inside in the bottom of the tray. And it looks like the toggle switch is. Um, just an on-off switch. Um, and it had a separate battery, so it's not a BECU or anything like that. But it's not an Astroflight speed control, because remember, they had the huge aluminum housings that were kind of like heat sinks, too, and they were about yeah. the size of a, a, I don't know, bread box. Um, this, oh, they eventually had smaller ones. 
Yeah, I'll have to do some research and hopefully some people out there can help me. Um, I think Leisure, who made the kit, also made some rudimentary ESCs or maybe just mm. um, um, on-off switches. Not mechanical yeah. on-off switches, but radio-controlled on-off switches. Yeah. Um, but I bet if if Heathkit made an ESC, it would look a lot like this. <laughs> they, they had to do some of their own soldering on this thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's in the bottom. So I'm really interested to see if that still works. Yeah, and if it does. On our website, see if you yeah. recognize it. Yeah, I'll do that. I haven't, uh, to be honest, I got home Sunday evening and I dumped everything in the workshop and I haven't been back in here until tonight. So, um, yeah, once I get things settled in, I'll take some pictures of it so everyone can enjoy it. Um, but yeah, hopefully somebody can identify what kind of speed control or on off switch this is. Um, and if it works, I would be really tempted to use it. So anyway, I'm really stoked about this airplane. It, it's a three channel basic airplane, but it, it just has that nostalgia that you know, gets me going. So I, I'm not sure if I would fly it with the Astro flight or maybe go brushless. I don't know, but I'm excited to try it. The I tried with the Astro flight, but with lithium, see how that does. Yeah. And the batteries are located right under the wing. So I don't think center of gravity is going to be a problem. If I mm. switch to lipos, I you know, just go with a two cell lipo. Um, so that I think that would be the minimum upgrade I could do, and that would be a significant waste savings right there. So I could do that, or I could go brushless and save some more weight or add a lot of power, something. There's a lot of different directions you could go with this, but I've got a solid, good-looking airframe to start with, and so I could go any number of directions. We shall see, but I'm excited about it. So again, thank you to mystery man who gave it to me i'll learn your name i promise yeah that's awesome yeah so i was really happy about that mm. wow and so i took some airplanes with me that i sold and i think i sold three airplanes there and then i bought three airplanes or i came home with three airplanes bought two <laughs> and was gifted the one the two that i bought i paid five dollars each for find and fly oh man that's not bought that was just stolen I, pretty much, yeah. So, and I ended up leaving the airframes behind because they weren't things I was particularly interested in. One of them is really cool, but it was just too beat up to keep. Maybe I'll rebuild the airframe um, and put these electronics in it. Um, you guys might know what it is, but it's, uh, I guess it's a biplane, but it's got one swept wing and the one straight wing in the back, and they're connected at the wingtips. And I guess the ailerons are on the front swept wing and the elevators are in the back. Uh, it Wait, looks is it like a like a diamond configuration. Yeah, but they're they're high aspect ratio wings. They're just joined at I the tip. What you're talking about? Uh, it's not a pusher, though, is it? Yes, it is a pusher. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was an experimental plane. Okay, I know I've seen an RC before. Oh, so what I'll, is it called? I'll figure out what it is. Um, uh, 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 if I remember correctly, it killed a designer. Oh. See, I don't know if this one's a scale model. It's a little Microsoft single seat, right? Uh, I guess. I mean, it's a Depron profile thing. So I don't know how you carry that over to full scale. But I'll see what I can find out about it and put a name behind it. And the other one was one of those, uh, you guys remember the, the thin EPP planes where access to the inside was with a zipper? or a zipper-like thing. They were real mm -hmm. thin EPP and made for indoor. 
Yeah. You remember if you saw it, it was one of those, but it was just kind of too worn out to, to be worth continuing. So I, for both of those, I stripped out the gear. They had nice motors, ESCs, spectrum receivers, uh, servos. So I'm like, wow, for five bucks, I can't go wrong with that. So I got those and brought all the parts home and I'll build something with them. So you don't have the airframe anymore. No, I, so. I left those behind. Um, but I could certainly yeah. identify the airframe. I took pictures of it. So I'll find a picture and send it to you guys. Maybe you can help identify it. It's not a legit Stratos, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Spell it. L-E-G. No, L-I-G-E-T-I. First oh, word. Second word, S-T-R-A-T-O-S. I'm going to ask you to spell that again because my browser's taking its sweet time getting open. Um, but uh, we can come back to that. Um, okay. So let me wrap up the neat fear. I've been yammering on for probably almost an hour now, right? What? Um, you yammering? Why, yada? yada. <laughs> um, gosh, I know there's highlights that I'm missing and people that had cool stories that I'm not talking about. So I don't know. Uh, I guess if people want to find out, they're just going to have to come to the neat fair and see for themselves. It's a really cool event. Um, lots of neat, uh, get that neat stuff going on. Um, wide range of wide range of airplanes all the time. The indoor event was super cool. I got to see some tiny stuff flying, uh, inside this gym. Um, always more to see than time to see it. So, Whenever you go, make sure you plan at least three days, probably more. If it's your first time, just accept the fact that you're not going to see everything you want to see. So I can't wait to go back. I'm glad I got to go this year. And um, that's it. I'll think of more stuff later on. And I'll, if I do, I'll post it on the Facebook page. I think what's been tough is that, you know, you've been back for a while, but you <laughs> haven't shared any photos or videos with us. So, and I'm surprised you were able to keep quiet about that wonderful flying story. <laughs> I, that one, I really had to bite my tongue. The photos and video weren't so hard because I, I still haven't uploaded everything. I told you I did. I dumped my stuff then and I've been super busy with work and family stuff for the last three days. So, um, yeah, all that stuff is easy to keep a secret, but yeah, I, when I talked to you the other day, I, I wanted to tell you that story so bad, but I'm like, nope, I, I gotta hold on to that one. Mm. So. I I imagine the, the, uh, monument they'll build for you is this tall Terry Dunn with the transmitter by his side with his finger up in the air, <laughs> just staring. <laughs> Why would they build cool. a monument to that dumbassery? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> they'll say, who put this here? <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of stupid airplane tricks. Uh, well, you know, that whatever it takes. Yeah. So anyway, I will be much more cognizant about the charge state of my transmitter batteries from now on. But uh, it was a lesson learned that should have been at a much higher cost than it really was. So you don't usually get away with with a mistake like that. But I I did that day. So I, I did something right. Or somebody did something right. So, all right. So I'm done with the things I plan to share. Do you guys have any questions for me? Besides the few planes that you did buy, was there anything else that you picked up or did you do any raffle prizes? Did you? No, there is a raffle there. Um, 
I did not participate. It was, I keep saying it was different. Usually, like I said, I'm walking up and down the flight line, trying to catch all the things that are going on. I don't think I walked to the main flight line three times the whole weekend. I was either at the pond or in our tent or having food somewhere with somebody. So yeah, I just didn't do a whole lot of exploring. I didn't take a lot of pictures. I didn't shoot a lot of video and the stuff that I did shoot was generally of my group. So yeah, you might be disappointed if you're looking for a global view of the event with my photos. Sorry. What did we send you there for? (laughs) It's your job, man. (laughs) Yeah, well, fire me if you want to. Well, okay, let's try this. Did they give out awards? They do. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what they what the awards were. I don't (laughs) want them. You you asked if we had questions, and so far you've been a total dud. Well, I I don't know is a legitimate answer. I can make stuff up for you. Did you? Was there a pilot's choice? Did you pick a pilot's choice? No. No, all the awards. <laughs> Your are, turn fits. <laughs> oh, well, here's something you guys might find interesting. Um, okay. you know, Tom Hunt is the CD of this event and has been forever. And from what I can tell, he will continue to do so. And uh, noteworthy this year is that Tom Hunt just uh, retired from Northrop Grumman, where he was for 40 something years. And I actually interviewed Tom when I was writing for Tested for an article. It might have been a one about the Greyhound or about folding wings, which uh, Grumman had a huge role in throughout naval aviation history. Yeah, if uh, I remember, he had a company called Model Air Tech. Right. So he, company. back in the heyday of electrics that I love so much, he ran Model Air Tech and what they did is they had several belt drives for different brush motors, including the DeWalt motors that were used in DeWalt drills. Yes, I have one somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was saying those things last forever, and a lot of people are still flying models from back then on their DeWalts. And back then they would have used, what, 14 or 20 NICADs. Now you can swap it out with some LiPos. But he also had a series of kits that were built mostly with sticks. So this might be what you were thinking about before. Yes. He's so, got like a semi-elliptical wing kit. Yeah. Ellipse yeah. stick. I think they Ellipse all had stick, stick yeah. S-T-I-K in the name. Because um, that's what they were, a box of sticks. There you go, yeah. big plane. But he had like a pylon racer, a 3D plane, the mm. flying wing, um, just all sorts of stuff. But the whole structure was built with sticks. Even the ribs were um, just bent sticks. Um, very easy to build, very lightweight. Um, so Tom gets on the PA every now and then. So we talked about different things, but he did announce that his, he intends to bring back model air tech in some form. So I don't know if that means he's going to bring back the kits or the belt drives or something else entirely, uh, maybe 3d printing, but, uh, model air tech is going to make a return. Um, it seems like. You know, what might be interesting is the hook of his belt drive to, you know, a fairly large brushes motor just to see how big of a prop you can swing on that sucker yeah sure yeah i've got one of his belt drives here that i bought a long time ago and whatever project i was going to use it for derailed so yeah i would i would be interested to to do that yeah you know i put one in a helicopter oh a belt one of his belt drives or just yes i had it was it was a 60 size helicopter meant for glow or something and uh, i was curious if i could make it fly an electric so i Hooked up his belt drive system to it with, I think it had a DeWalt motor in it. I think I ran 16, 20 cells, something like that, or maybe 24 cells on it. 
uh, it was, um, oh, I forgot the name of the company, um, American Helicopter Company. The name will lose me. They, um, Bell? And it, no. Sikorsky? Uh, no. <laughs> you mean RC? Uh, uh, RC one, yeah. Um, Excel. Excel Helicopter. Excel? Okay. Yeah. It was an XL helicopter and it flew. I mean, it wasn't aerobatic, but it could fly around on its own power and hover and for flight and stuff. It was for something at the very bleeding edge of electric helicopters. I was fairly happy that it worked. Yeah. Cool. And whatever happened to that helicopter? Uh, it was a borrowed airframe from another club member. So I eventually had to give it back to him. Okay. Well, whatever happened uh, to that motor and belt drive? That's the one I was talking about. I still have it. You still somewhere. have it? All right. Pretty well, sure I have it. It's probably in the, in the, box in the workshop all right i never don't recall ever getting rid of it or selling it i had i had forgotten about it until you mentioned it you put that in an airplane i'll put this astro flight motor in an airplane (laughs) okay we'll kick it old school right do some calculations see what the hell that (laughs) what i could fly on that thing yeah probably quite a lot yeah all right so that was the neat fair uh the, the ten thousand foot view Thank you for listening to my story. Uh, well, all right, well, that's all we have for today. And I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Terry, you were on a roll. That's, uh, uh, I guess you had a good time. What are you saying? I talk too much? No, that was good. Just okay. you know, paybacks are hell and we get to talk about best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> Set a spell. Take your shoes off. All right, but you guys do have stuff to talk about. Yeah, maybe. Lots of stuff. Yeah, um, uh, Lee and I had a double header uh, at Bomber Field last two weekends. Uh, the first weekend is, is not much to say about, other than it was the uh, Greater Southwest Jet Rally that they had. Normally, it's at different fields or at, at a different field. I think. Um, Waco, I believe, is what they normally have it at, although it's been around in different fields. And I had some issues there this year, so it was hosted by Bomber Field. So I said, hey, I've been to the GSW fly in quite some time, so I thought I'd definitely make the trip up. I brought a few ducted fans with me to hang out with the turbine guys. And uh, Lee also made it up, took some pictures as well. And uh, it had a pretty good showing and good time. Nothing too much to speak of other than the usual cadre of uh, neat stuff. Though we did get to see, unfortunate, an F-14 go down. Uh-oh. Twin turbine. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Can you say cha-ching? Oh, man, you could hear the cha-ching from the next state over. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He he took off, and I guess Lee's, he think his, it definitely looked like he had a control problem, and, and you had some pictures look like his stabilizer was... Yeah, I think we both agreed it was the right uh, right elevator in this case it was a taylor on excuse me yeah. <clears throat> so but yeah it was it was kind of kenny wampus at one point and he was he was trying to keep it from roll rolling constantly so it was it was an all <laughs> i'm sorry i hate to say this but I, I i'm sorry the guy lost his play but there were just tons of oh ooh, oh get hold of it oh no, no. <laughs> the whole time did you see and, the video did i had of it well i videotaped did i no, I no. photographed it. You videotaped it. But video. at one point, I was screaming at Ryan because my youngest came with me. Actually, both Austin and Ryan came. And I was like telling them to get, you know, 
get ready to take cover because once it started coming back down over the runway, you know, it was, you know, loopy, <laughs> you know, did not know where it wanted to go. Yeah. Well, there was one guy who was, he got really excited about it. <laughs> like, who's going to crash? Who's going to crash? Let's go. Oh, oh, he saved it. Oh, no, he's going to end. He's going to crash. <laughs> Come back <laughs> for us. And, uh, yeah, he got pretty close was, uh, to some cattle. Ooh, oh, it was a big model, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And with a turbine crashes, there's usually a fire, so you could barbecue them cows right on the spot. <laughs> Surprisingly, there wasn't a post-crash fire. He was really lucky. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. was anything salvageable? Uh, that's negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. It, it went in hard. Yeah, it went hard. It went straight in. How did they that's take like, it? Seems like it took it pretty good, actually. Yeah, you have relatively to. Relatively speaking. Yeah. All right, that's good. I mean, I hate that they lost the airplane. But, but, but yeah, that's, you know, a price of a nice car, used car or something, just missing it. But, so, yeah, referencing back to my event, you don't want an airplane to crash, but if it's going to crash, you want video. I want to see it, yeah. Did you get it? Yeah, it's on my video I posted of the event on my uh, channel, YouTube oh, channel. Okay, I'll have to get online. So, if you watch it, it's near the end. And you can see it all in full color. I got the whole flight. Whew, all right. And a guy talking in the background. So I'm all excited. <laughs> the narrator? The narrator, yeah, the color commentary. All right. Yeah, we'll have to share a link. Mm. Anyways, but the big thing was, of course, the annual, what is it called? The B-17 gathering? Gathering B-17? What is it called, Lee? The- it's called the B-17 and Big Bird Fly-In. Wait, but that was a different event on a different weekend. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. How far one, apart were they? Like two weeks? One week. One week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sequential weekends. Back it up, back it up. Yeah. This was uh, big. They had a lot of people showed up. A hundred and something. I forgot the number. Uh, um, over 115 pilots. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yep. So a lot of people showed up. Uh, of course, filled up flight line. Weather was pretty good. It's a little warm, but it was, uh, other than that, it was pretty good. Very slight quartering crosswind but nothing to keep any day, anybody down for the most part a good mix of aircraft although a little low on the bombers this year it seemed what are the guidelines for this event uh big in scale uh, okay first off have to be military doesn't have to be a bomber just it, you know, i think i think as far as b-17s go it could be any size b-17 <laughs> you you're already a, a sure thing if you bring any b-17 because remember chris dunnan was yeah. flying a little glow type. <laughs> yeah. Super it was a, fast B-17. It was a Royal. He said, told me it was, was an old Royal oh, kit. Yeah. Yeah. That like thing was, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. thing was doing the Kessel run, man. <laughs> 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 it was full bore, man. <laughs> yeah. The real B-17 flew like that. No Mr. Schmidt would ever catch it. I mean, it's like, we're doing the Bobby run in Germany. We'll be back in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, any B-17, uh, single wing, 80 inches, biplane, 60 inches. Now, I think some people who had been around there a long time, and I think I think I'm included. I think I've earned my little card, my getaway card. So anything that was around 70 or so would pass because I've flown my Corsair there before. Uh, but this year, all I brought was my 90-inch uh, uh, Cub and my new Flightline P-38. But I'll tell more about that because it sounds like Fitz was on a roll. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I brought uh, several planes. I brought the the, uh, the new freshly remade Val, the Shock Cub, and the Marine Sonier. 
And <laughs> all three I'll of them got tired of you saying that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, all three of them got kind of beat up a little bit. In various what? Capacities. The poor Sonia, man, that thing's just had a rough, rough life. That one had, yeah. Like the French. Take into it now or talk about it later. I'm not sure. Oh, no. Go ahead and do that one. That force, that, I mean, I, when you fly it, it's actually does, it does really well, but uh, either on the ground or either taking off, landing, or being hauled in the trailer, it's just had a bad life. Yeah, that just that was not its weekend. So I, I, I pull it out and uh, I start it up and it starts out fine. And I do a taxi out. And like I said, the, the wind was a little bit quartering. So I needed to kind of goose the throttle a little bit to, as I was taxiing to kind of spin it around. And man, did I spin it around because it spun around and then tipped over on its nose. It tipped over. It's like, uh, and so that was not very dignified. <laughs> so I put it back up uh, on its wheels. Nothing was damaged. And started it back up again. And I took off. And I fly around for a couple of minutes. And then I started noticing that the engine wasn't sounding right. And if I went up past about half throttle, it got it went like what the hell? <laughs> it never did that before. Oh. Uh, so I was like, well, so I called to say, hey, I'm having engine trouble. Let me land this thing uh, before it quit completely. And so I was sort of a little bit of in a rush to get it down. So I, I came down, got into a final, and decided to set it on the grass. And I really. Um, uh, let it slow down a little too much. I had tweaked the CG, so it actually slowed down pretty good. But apparently, it, it when it landed, it hit a lot harder than it looked, and it broke one of the wheels. Uh, kind of, I guess a, a wingtip hit, ripped off one of the ailerons. And what else? Did yeah, it I was gonna say the landing did not look bad. It no, it really looked, didn't look as bad as it turned out. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that bad. It you know it looked like a pretty smooth landing, but apparently. I don't know if maybe it hit a rut or something because yeah, it, it get bent the landing gear, broke one of the wheels, broke one of the ailerons. I was like, what the heck? Huh. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I it weird. It was very weird. So uh, I was out for today on that one. Um, the Val, I flew to Val. Uh, I think I only flew it once. And uh, that one initially went a lot better. That one took off really nicely. Um, smoke system was working. I was, I was playing around with, uh, some of the other allied planes. There was a Corsair chasing me around at one point, And I think another plane and I turned the smoke on and off to simulate being hit. And I did a, you know, roll and just, yeah, they really? were, they were announcing that too. Oh, the valve's been hit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, wait till it gets behind them. <laughs> did you rig up any bombs to drop? I did, but I, but it fell off before I could drop it. Oops. I was choosing, trying to use some different type of glue and it's a 3d printed bomb with a flexible filament and the glue didn't hold. So I'm flying around and suddenly I see the bomb fall off. I'm like, Oh crap. I didn't hit the, I didn't hit the release mechanism. So it's out in a field somewhere. Yeah. B 47 did that with a nuke, right? In the sixties or seventies. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I think, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It did. It probably wasn't armed, but yeah, they had to go find it. Yeah. I think they did that a couple of times, but anyway, <laughs> probably more than we know. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, after poking around, flying it and having a good old time, I come in for a landing and I do a beautiful, beautiful landing three point. Even people said, man, that was a nice landing. And I, and as I landed, I was a little bit past the center of the runway center, halfway center. What do you call it? The last half of it. So I decided to kind of run off in the grass a little bit to bleed off some speed. And as I came back on the runway, 
it hit the the I don't know the edge of the runway where the pavement hits the grass, uh-huh. and it tips over and hits the prop, and I break the prop. Yeah. Okay. So great flight, and then trashed a prop. It was the only prop I had, so I couldn't fly it after that. Oh, bummer. Did you see the picture I I got? Yeah, you got a nice. Well, yeah. You, well, well, I got you nosing over, but I got you with your wheels in the air and you sitting on your prop. Yeah. And I, that was a taxi. That no wasn't offense. even landing. It was like, I was coming back. It was like, son of a. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was like, again, it didn't seem like you that was going to happen. No. You know? But she did. She just jerked. And... I seem to have the worst luck at that field. I'm always breaking or damaging my plane when I fly at that field. It doesn't happen anywhere else, but at that field, for the most part. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Except when it involves the Marine Solinger, then I'm always damaging it everywhere. <laughs> um, we got a bunch of flights on the Shock Cub. Lee got a flight out of it, or half yeah. a flight. I flew it out. Uh, another person flew it, which we'll talk about later. Um, and everything seemed fine until I got home, and I noticed one of the brackets that holds the strut uh, to the fuselage was broken. I don't know when it happened, but it now it's a bracket. I'm going to have to fabricate a new bracket for the wing strut. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Speaking of shot cub, you weren't, oh, that's right. You weren't there. We were flying cubs. I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit because we'll yeah, go sure. back to the shot cub, but it's kind of what you're talking about. So, um, I think that special guest we haven't mentioned yet was, was standing next to me and I was flying my cub with about, I don't know, eight other cubs. And as I'm going down the runway, we're staying high because some people are on the runway. I see another shot cub and I thought it was Fitz. And so I'm seeing it take off and all of a sudden the, the wings just collapse. Instead Ooh. of like, you know, taking off the wings folding, it actually was running down the runway and the wings just fell to the ground. And I, <laughs> I think the guy forgot to put the wing bolts on. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was, it was almost like just a little cartoonish, you know, event, you know? And, uh, I'm so glad it wasn't you, but continue with your story. Uh, that's pretty much it. You know, I thought at least, hey, at least one plane survived the weekend, but no, no, it's got an issue too. So I <laughs> beat up all three of my planes. But regardless, I still had a good time. Uh, it was lots, lots of good stuff to see. Um, don't know anything else to mention. Um, don't think I bought anything. No. Did you sell anything? I didn't sell anything. I didn't bring anything to sell. Um, I didn't do a lot of flying. I was asked to do a guest announcer for part of the day. So I spent a good time announcing, being color commentary and whatnot. Good, good. Did they give you the list of pilots? They did not. And I, I warned them beforehand, <laughs> says, I, you know, me and names don't get along. And he said, eh, don't worry about it. So. Yeah. So I just filled in. There's a few people I do the names of, but other than that, yeah, I just spoke about the plane and historical references and and, and bombing sound effects. Yeah. That guy in the blue shirt's flying a Mustang. Yeah. The other guy in a blue shirt is flying a Corsair. That guy that looks like a man, he's taking off with his Corsair. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh uh, Lee, what do you think? You want to take it from here? Uh, I'll just keep running with it. So, yeah, I, I flew the, uh, I, I, I think the most enjoyable part for me was I finally got to see, uh, Mike McCormick's P38, the Zeroli P38 up close. We've, 
I've had him on the show. I did an interview with him or I actually I did a story about him and I've had his pictures on our RC Roundtable Facebook page. But this is this beautiful Zerilli P3080 built. It's electric and he, you know, he custom built this sucker. It's beautiful. Even our special guest we haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> Why are you keeping that a secret? I don't know. Fitz did it. I, I feel like <laughs> I just had to run with it. Um, <laughs> this is your life. Yeah. So we'll, I guess I'll let Fitz do that later. So it's, it's really neat. Well, uh, Mike was there and uh, Jimmy Cowman from, uh, gosh, is it Louisiana? He's from Louisiana, right? No, he's not. He's from New Mexico. Close okay. This is the other side. Okay. Um, he brought several planes and he had his Zeroli P38. And we were hoping to have the three of us fly. Now, granted, mine could just fit between the booms of these <laughs> little guys. But uh, unfortunately, you could fit between the booms. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't seen me in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, Jimmy had a bad landing on a plane. So when he came back to the pits, he was working on that. So he wasn't in the mood. But Mike and I took the P38s out for a noon demo. And that was a lot of fun. I just want to say I squeaked the landing on that plane. <laughs> it was right down the center line. Oh, that no. felt really good. And uh, Mike, you know, saved his plane in the grass. He had a little hop there. It was kind of nervous, but uh, we got our planes back. And sadly, that was the only time I got to fly with Mike or Jimmy because Jimmy left early Saturday, which was very sad. And I didn't see Mike fly the, the his plane all day. So I, mm. I've probably flew mine three or four times, Fitz. Yeah. You said this was the flight line? Mm -hmm. My new flight line, P-38. You recently did a power upgrade to that, right? I did. What's the verdict? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's fast. Oh, love it. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Yeah, I was impressed when I saw it fly. I was like, whoa. Hey. Good. Yeah, Ooh, she's she's fun. And I think I got a couple of good pictures. I don't know if our special guest has <laughs> uh, posted <laughs> photos yet. <laughs> oh. One thing I wanted to mention too, real quick. Uh, Legend Hobby had their new B seventeen ARF. I guess the prototype or something was out there. Oh, it's like yeah. one hundred twenty five inch span. I guess it's the first large uh, B seventeen ARF model you can get, or something. Like, I'm not sure if it is or not. But I think Tomas talked about it when he was on the show, right? Or hinted at have. it. I don't remember. Yeah, I think he hinted at it. Uh, but he headed out for display. I thought that was pretty neat. People were oogling over it and interesting yeah. to see a large ARF B-17. Yeah. I know we talked about their big bird dog, and I've seen several pictures of that yeah. in the bomber field. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't flying. It didn't have any engines or anything, but I guess they wanted to display it. All right. Cool. What do you think? It. The slope B-17. <laughs> it seemed pretty nice. It has uh, working bomb doors and a nice little access hatch on the top to get to the bomb bay. Um uh, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it wasn't, it's for glow or electric. Oh, okay. Arfs never seem to get the cockpit right on a B-17. How'd they do with this one? Uh, well, it didn't have a cockpit inside. Well, I don't mean cockpit details. I just mean the shape of the canopy. And the oh, oh. No, I didn't really look at it that closely. It well, seemed, if it didn't jump out at you, then it probably wasn't. It so didn't bad. jump out. No, I, I understand it's supposed to be more scale, pretty, pretty scale right, in good. proportions. All right. Did they give any hint on when it would be released? Uh, no, I don't remember him saying if it was. If he did, I, I he may have, but I don't don't have any details. All right. Cool. So, what is it used for power? You said uh, electric or gas, but big I think four engines. Four engines. I think ten cc gas. Four VW. 
Yeah, Kirkland Kirkland Electric? Yeah. VWs. <laughs> so I think 10cc, that'd be roughly 60 size, two cycle, 0.6 cubic inch, or a little larger, four strokes. That's, oh my God. It's big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Like I said, it's not a small model. Uh, all right. If I remember correctly, but you know, yeah. quote me on that. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, I guess we should mention the the special guest star. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Go. All right. So our buddy and former guest host, Chris Wolf, was there, a.k.a. the RC Geek. Yay. He made the trip all the way over from California. To, he escaped. Uh, he escaped. <laughs> <laughs> escaped from California. Uh, I think it was his first time at Bomber Field, he told us. And uh, so he came all the way out, and he slummed a few flights from different people, including me and my shot cub. He flew that a couple times. Uh, and I'm going to interject. I wanted to interject about <laughs> I, this is all love for Chris. But when we're flying, I think this is before he had his hands on the shot cub. He goes, is that all y'all do? Fly in a circle? <laughs> I was like, well, a lot of these guys have these, you know, beautiful scale planes. They don't want to be doing loop-de-loops or, you know, having someone hover, you know, over when their planes. He goes, yeah, but y'all don't like do any rolls and stuff. I said, oh, yeah, they do. He goes, well, let me show you. So then that's when he got a hold of your shot cub. And then he was doing all that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to piss people off. <laughs> but he's a great pilot. So he was having fun with it. And, you know, I enjoyed flying the, the shot cub too. It is a fun plane. But yeah, he, he just thought it was a little too boring. So he needed more excitement. And uh, so. Don't those Warbird Thunder guys kind of cut loose with their stuff? Uh, they do, but they're usually flying together, in, you know, in, in a, like, in a gaggle together. So they're gotcha. they're doing maneuvers together. But, you know, Chris was taking it past the runway and just doing loops and rolls and just staying in a little tight pattern doing uh -huh. stuff, but not in the pattern, so to speak. You know, not gotcha. continuing moving. So, But I digress. You know, he didn't get punched in the face. He didn't hit anybody. So <laughs> no. he's good. <laughs> no one called him out. Who's that guy flying that plane? Stop doing Who's having fun? Who's doing those loopity loops? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it's a little good. tough when you got a big fly like that to, do, to get too, a little too wild because you kind of risk mid-air collisions with other people. Yeah. You gotta be kind of careful. Oh boy! Speaking of possible midairs, we had at one point where the winds just decided to um, play a joke on us, and they kept going back and forth. So we would have three or four planes that would take off in different directions. So <laughs> we now had two different patterns. And so finally, at one point, when I was talking to somebody, I said, "Guys, what pattern do you want to have? Let's stick with it." And then a, a short time later, after we landed, I don't know if you saw this, Fitz, but two jets took off in different directions. No, I didn't see that. And so one oh, landed left to right, and then immediately the other jet landed right to left. Oh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it was a crosswind most of the time, but to to do that, I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was pretty eerie. And I know that because I'm looking at the photos and I'm looking at them back to back. <laughs> this photo has it going this way. This jet's going the other direction. Something's wrong with this picture. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, as far as weather goes, it was great. There was one time when I felt a single raindrop, but that was it. Nothing like last year where it was a uh, huge cats and dogs came down during the event. So it was really nice weather. It was humid. I know when I first saw Chris on Friday and he had been there since Thursday, uh, he looked like a wreck. 
he was sorry <laughs> yeah. i gotta tell you guys whenever he finishes his video and puts out more photos guys give him thanks for all the time and effort he made i saw him on the flight line all the time he was so busy trying to document this and it's a really good thing for for bomber field i hope he gets more publicity hopefully get some more people to come out there maybe brent you know his friend brent hecht is that correct Yep. Yep. So, you know, Brent has built some amazing models. So I think, you know, that might tempt him to come out. And, uh, but yeah, so thanks to Chris for, for spending all that time. He he seemed more relaxed on Saturday. I think we were laughing and chuckling more <laughs> than Friday. He was tense. Uh, and we had a nice uh, meal Saturday night. That was fun to just relax and chat. I really enjoyed yeah, talking with him. Good conversation. You missed the bathroom conversation we had. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I forgot the topic. What was it? Uh, don't worry well, about it. I, I, <laughs> I went to the bathroom and um, can you was, spare a square? It, it was no, no, no. I was just, you know, I had just, you know, had to. hadn't really gone to the bathroom much all day, so I went in, and as I was getting ready to leave. Him, Chris, and Tomas comes in, and somebody said, started talking about something. And we ended up having this kind of detailed conversation. And I think Chris finally says, you know, this is an interesting conversation, but perhaps we can have it outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is the most interesting conversation I've ever had in a bathroom. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, was, <laughs> what's that? That was karaoke night. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was karaoke night at the Mexican restaurant we were at. <laughs> Uh, what else I wanted to talk about? We had, yeah, we saw a couple of crashes, unfortunately, at Bomber too. Yeah, uh, a couple of dead sticks. Um, we, oh gosh, the Speed Twenty Nine, Dave Womack, is that right? Excuse me, man, I I feel terrible, and I think I may have showed you the picture, Fitz, or maybe it was Chris, but he had a rough landing on Friday, and I had photos of it, and had I seeing the picture before Saturday, I would have told him he probably didn't want to fly it again because he had that wing in a really tight angle. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw the picture. Uh, you posted a picture of it. I did. And yeah, then I saw that. the next picture, it kind of straightens out. <laughs> it had a lot of dihedral on it for a second. Terry, this, you have to picture this because Fitz, you heard the story at the table, right? When we were talking yeah. about the plane on the bench. Yep. I, I think it was PJ. Was, was it PJ telling us? PJ Ash? About uh, saw, okay. So Terry, <laughs> you know what a spar is, right? <laughs> I, I've heard of them. Yes. <laughs> so typically, a spar will go from the root all the way to the wingtip as one solid piece. Correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yes. Typically, yeah, that and a balsa airplane. Yes. Okay. So it, typically, you run the spar down and you put the ribs. Whoever built this plane <laughs> built all solid ribs. And then cut the little spars in between each rib on a B-29 that must have had at least a 90-inch to 100-inch wingspan. So when he came in and landed that Friday, you could see where it started to buckle in one of those little sections. But it snapped back probably because of the covering. So when he was flying on Saturday, he took off, made a turn, and the left wing disappeared. So <laughs> they didn't notch the ribs for one spar. They... They cut, cut the spars. So and, the distance between each wing rib was. And that, that is. Each, so so yeah. imagine he didn't have a spar. He basically just had shear webbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, you get a little bit of effect there. But. Well, and he didn't. He got this second hand. So he didn't realize what had happened or how it was built until the crash. 
And then it was one of those, ah, oh, that's. <laughs> uh, wow. But I'll tell you, I was too busy. Maybe it's my fault. I was too busy uh, joking with Chris because the we were there getting ready to take pictures of the three bombers that were taken off. And then we looked up and we saw, you know, the wing over here, the left wing over here and the fuselage spiraling in somewhere else. And it was spectacular. Oh, oh, bad. Nobody got video. Nobody got pictures. Yeah. But it, you know, it was one of those. Ah, well, you know, it, it almost, and it was sad to see it go down. He, he really liked the B twenty nine. It was, and his first flight was great except for the landing. But he's probably glad it crashed because it could have been so much worse. Yeah. So does that airplane have a history, or was this the first time it had been out? No, I think he said it was his like fifth or sixth flight. So okay. it had been, but it, it was a recent acquisition. But boy, I tell you, that just goes to show you, you don't know what you're buying. From a used plane, you do not. Wow, that is just crazy. That somebody would, somebody capable of building a model of that size and complexity, but not understanding. You know, I don't want to sit here and cut notches at all these ribs. It's so much yeah. easier if I just use my table saw and just j- 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 all this part. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not in a position no. to criticize anybody's modeling at this point, considering the dumb stuff I did. But wow, yeah. But that was the explanation for that crash. Um, but overall, the event was great. Lots of cool airplanes. Uh, there was another B-17 that I think crashed on Thursday. I wasn't privy to that. Um, I think it was one of the guys from Mexico. So I'm sorry to hear about that. Uh, but there were a couple of B-17s. Yeah, as, as Fitz said, we had one year. There must have been 10 B-17s. This year was maybe three you know, large size B-17s. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say it's kind of sad for me. Uh, Jay McGuire may have mentioned it before. Great, great builder. He was a club member. He passed away about a month or two ago. So, you know, I've seen him there. He's brought his beautiful airplanes. And uh, was, I kind of miss seeing him fly those those gems because usually he'd win an yeah. award for his craftsmanship so oh uh, weren't they, they selling off those models recently they did they only had one plane left that they did have uh, phil had uh, on display you know what you're gonna make me try to remember the name of it and i've come forgotten but was that that wasn't a big half scale one was it kind of uh it was way down the end in the grass um, did you see did it? you see uh, world war one but it was like half scale oh it was <laughs> huge know, the, was it a biplane or a triplane it was a Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, but it's it was, either yeah, a D seven or a DR one. Yeah. I can't remember. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> but yeah, I did see that. <laughs> so I was like, I, holy moly. And I'm not kidding when I say half scale. It was probably I, half scale. I posted a photo of it in the AMA gallery because I used my iPhone for that photo. Uh, so you can go to the AMA and look up the uh the album, the photo album there. Um, yeah, but I didn't see it fly. I, I never saw it with his wings on. It's just a fuselage was sitting there. Yeah. So speaking of oddities, uh, this is a shout out to my boss. I sent him a photo and I said, only in Texas will you have a raffle item like this. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This guy who's friends, friends of bomber was (laughs) raffling off an AR-15 that had some aviation themed decorations on it. Yeah. Did I send you the photo, Terry? No. Okay, so I didn't really advertise. I don't want people to think we're just all guns and oil wells and, you know, <laughs> longhorns. Um, but uh, that was pretty funny. And I'll tell you, though, I did enter. I, I bought one ticket 
and I was really hoping I'd win it, <laughs> but I didn't. But uh, the guy who did win seemed very excited, so that's a good thing. It's not yeah, like it was some pretty guy... cool. You have to admit. Oh yeah, it was. It was really cool. Um, uh, I did win something though. I won that little uh, decoration, that seventeen seventy six flag. Huh. Oh, oh so... yeah, that wasn't bad too. That was no, nice. I liked it. Yeah. So was the AR fifteen meant to be fired? Oh yeah. Was... Okay. Yeah. Pew pew. Pow pow. <laughs> yeah. Airplane shaped bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd hang that in my workshop. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, you know what? I'm, let me pull up my notes here because I I did write some other stuff down here. Uh, oh, uh, my friend Josh, he was flying. I think it, this was his father's plane. This is the one that I I did add photos of. It was it was upside down. It had Tommy written on the side, and it kind of flipped. Was, I have like I like this picture of him holding it, bringing it back to the uh, pits, mm-hmm. but. His the flight before and the day before, excuse me, his throttle servo quit and he was full throttle. And so he had to stay up there flying at full throttle, just doing loops and, you know, going round and round because he couldn't shut it off. Well, <laughs> so if I had to lose a throttle in flight, <laughs> that's the one I'd pick. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a servo, excuse me. If I had to lose a servo, I'd pick the throttle servo. Yeah, and I I think he I think it flipped when he finally got into the grass, but no harm done. He came back the next day, put a new servo in it, and he was back in the air. So, good stuff. I thought that was I I enjoyed that. I was like kind of neat, you know. <laughs> you can't get mad at him. You can't say, no. "Come on, man, you've been flying for five minutes. Come on, man, you've been flying <laughs> for twenty minutes. Come on, man, you've been flying for thirty minutes." <laughs> uh, so that was neat. Uh, what else? What other airplanes did you like that you saw out there? Fits? Uh It was neat to see a guy had a scratch built uh, Devastator torpedo bomber oh yeah i did have a picture of that him dropping that torpedo yeah i mean that's a rare model to see and it was a beautifully done model and a working torpedo drop nice i think that was chris's favorite plane too i think he yeah. mentioned that too that was pretty cool right. yeah, what neat. else i don't yeah. know if i've ever seen an rc devastator other than the tiny one i talked about from neat last year mm. uh yeah an undermodeled airplane for sure terry did you see the photos i posted I've only seen the ones that show up on the the preview screen. I haven't clicked through the the photo album yet. Okay, but I will. I promise. No, I just didn't know if you had any questions about any of the airplanes. Uh, but it was fun as usual. It's a great event. So I'm going to kind of wrap it up and just let everybody know. Put this on your calendar. It's usually near the end of September. It's called the B-17 and Big Bird Fly In at. Bomberfield, USA in Monteville, Texas. And usually we're there enjoying yeah. it. I'm and I gotta tell you, I love that Chris was there because I had no desire to do much more work than take pictures. Cause usually I'm out there in the sun sweating, videotaping and taking pictures, trying mm-hmm. to do some kind of, you know, video collage or something. And uh this time I I was way more relaxed and I probably flew the most I'd ever done at Bomber. Um, but good good times, good times. Yeah, so yeah it was great questions? to see Chris. It was great to see Chris again too. After, yeah, go ahead. Were there any full scale flybys this time? Uh, there was, <laughs> there was one guy who flew by that I think was a friend of Chris's, and the people there were not happy because that guy came in to say hello, and I think he came in a little too low <laughs> to say <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> so kind of ruffled a few feathers. It was no P-51 flyby, that's oh. for sure. So yeah. unfortunately, no, we did not have the thrill of that. And, uh, you know, we should probably ask him why. Yeah, I don't know why. Although we had a guest appearance by a glider. Oh, no, was it? No, maybe that was the previous weekend. Sorry. No, no, no. That was, was it this weekend? 
No, I think it was, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, no, you're right. It was Edward Jets because Brian yeah. uh, Austin was looking at it. Yeah, the kids were there. But yeah. he wasn't that close. He was pretty right. far off. No, but it's kind of neat to see being out in the middle of nowhere. You see a glider, full-scale glider flying around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, of that, um, when I went to the Neat Fair, I took the Southern Route, which goes through Elmira, New York, mm. which is the soaring capital of the U.S. And I yeah. think that's where Schweitzer Gliders is located. But uh, on the way back, I saw a glider being under tow. Oh, cool. By something. Yeah, it was neat. Okay, back to you. Oh, I'm issuing my correction. I, I may have said Dave. It's Dale Womack. So he was the one who had the B-29. So sorry, Dale. Mm. Correcting myself. But it was great to talk to Dale because uh, there was, and this is, I'll, I'll touch on this real quick. Uh, Terry, <laughs> what is the one plane, one model airplane I'd love to get my hands on? <laughs> There's more than one, right? Oh, come on. No, come on. You can do it. That's not the a yellow aircraft. I already got yellow aircraft P38. Abs. See, look, Terry, you know me. Good job, Man. Terry. Who works Smithers? Do you well, know see. how I know that? <laughs> because you never miss a chance to harass me about the one that I let slip away. <laughs> well, I let one slip away, my friend. Two but, now, huh? But I won't tell you, but it wasn't as. It wasn't because I didn't want it. It was because there was no way my wallet was going to pay for it. (laughs) This guy said, this is where it really hurts, though. This guy brought a yellow aircraft P-38, wings, yellow aircraft landing gear, and two engines. I don't even know what these called. EMP? I I have no idea what size engines these were. But supposedly they were new in box. He wanted $3,500 for it. Yeah, and I just, I looked at it. I kept staring at it. And Dale came up to me because... Tom, Tom Blakeney was there and yeah. I was talking to Tom about it. And Tom goes, you know, you need to talk to Dale. Dale buys planes all the time. He can tell you if it's, if it's worth it or not. And Dale and I walked over, we had this nice conversation. He pulled me aside. He goes, it, no, <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not 3,500. He goes 1500. Yeah. I, because I'd, I'd pay $1,500 for it. Not, but not $3,500. And the guy was pretty firm with his price. So I had to walk mm-hmm. away. But if, uh, if anybody sees a yellow aircraft, just like that, <laughs> you know, in, in frame format, in fiberglass format, wings, uh, I think they were already balsa covered, they're foam balsa covered wings, uh, and the yellow aircraft landing gear. Uh, your friend Lee would love to get his hands on one of those. That would be my dream aircraft. It is uh, a big model. It is, but not as big as a Zeroli. Really? Oh, no. Oh, man. The Zerolis are bigger. I remember but, when I checked out the kit up here, the box was huge. All that bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. It was anyway, all fiberglass, but anyway. there's a couple of things I saw that was for sale that kind of caught my interest, but I couldn't, it couldn't cross that bridge. There was a, a guy who had a pretty F7F Tiger Cat for not a bad price too. I was really seriously considering it, but I was like, no, nah, I don't need another project. Uh, but it was, you know, you don't see those often. Uh, yeah. And it was an OV-10, too, fiberglass. I don't know who made it. That was fairly large. Uh, but I eventually saw somebody walking off with it, so I guess he sold it. <laughs> but that was a bit more money. Uh, yeah. So, But it's kind of neat to see that. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you go. Any other questions for us, Terry? I don't think so. Was Chris there on Sunday, too? He left on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I think he flew out Sunday morning. All right. Well, hopefully he enjoyed himself and had a fruitful trip there. Well, I talked to him today and he said he had a really good time. Okay. okay. Good. Yep. You just flying in circles. Yeah. Just, to... <laughs> no, he broke the mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He flew around. 
He flew so out of do? everybody else's comfort. <laughs> yeah, he flew the the big uh, L nineteen oh, too. Oh, the bird. Uh, yeah, the bird dog. Uh, the bird dog yeah. that uh, Legend Hobby uses selling that really really big. I, I forget how big that thing is, but it's a monster. Thirteen foot uh, monster. Yeah, he was because I was announcing at the time, and I noticed that the guy who took off and was no longer holding the transmitter, and I look over, and it was Chris. Chris Wolf was flying it. It's like, aha. <laughs> and he was throwing it around the sky pretty good, too. Oh, I just wish they had the smoke on for that, though. Yeah, I was wondering, too. That thing has a great smoke system, and they never used it. Oh. And it's, they can't, there's no excuse they didn't have smoke because there was a vendor there there's, selling. There's no excuse. <laughs> what, yeah, there was a vendor there. He had like a five-gallon pail of smoke fluid. A <laughs> 50-gallon barrel of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know they came in that big of a uh, <laughs> container. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would, the pictures would have been much better had that. But I will say thank you, Chris, because he was at the controls when I had my camera. So some of his, uh, you know, knife edge flybys were great for me to his get my exploits. shots. Oh, yeah. Mm. He knew what to do. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was good. So it sounds like you've already gone through your photos and posted albums. Do you have more media coming? That's uh, Fitzboy because I had no video. Okay. I didn't, I didn't take any video. It's it's all you have Chris. to look at Chris Wolf. Yeah, I was Come too busy on, doing other stuff. Get it done. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> I think he shot it in 16K, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hard stack of hard drives. You can see the nose hair in the pilots. <laughs> eight millimeter, super eight. Yeah. Ah, all right. Well, we had a good time at Bomber, and hopefully next year. What's uh? Shall we move on to what's coming up? This weekend, I, like, yeah, well, I don't know when we're releasing this. I'm just going to give my little, <laughs> my stare without him seeing me to, to both of you guys. But if it, if you get this after this weekend, which I mean, how do you say that after the 25th? Well, the <laughs> thing starts tomorrow, right? So it starts the to, odds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get but, after. Yeah. So. Yeah. As we're recording this, it'll be before the show, but as you're listening to this, it'll be after the show. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was your favorite thing, Fitz? Um, <laughs> it was the. And Mine the, was the five hundred dollar yellow aircraft P thirty eight. Geez, if you're making it up, the best you can do is five hundred. <laughs> that's yeah. nothing, man. So that's worth it. That's a great story, yeah. compared to the compared to the guy who won at thirty five hundred. <laughs> well, anyways, if you wonder what we're talking about, we're talking about the Richardson swap meet, which is coming up this coming weekend as we record this. Uh, in fact, as once we stop recording this, I want to immediately go out and start loading up the car and getting ready because I'm going to leave, you know, oh, dark 30 tomorrow morning to drive up there. Uh, and is I guess you a leave. seller or is you a buyer? I'm mainly selling, believe it or not. I got a bunch of stuff I'm going to try to sell. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Battle plans <laughs> very rarely survive the first contact try, of the enemy. Try not to but. slam your nose in the door when you <laughs> leave the room. Uh, I just say that because, guys, if you go back a couple of podcasts, I show up at the swap meet at SCOBY, and the first thing Fitz tells me is, I bought a plane. <laughs> <laughs> he, he shows it to me. It's a little zero. It's a, that FMS zero, right? It's so cute. <laughs> it was, it was, it was calling. Me. Yes, take me, Fitz. So yeah, I. So here's the. Okay, Fitz, just close your ears. <laughs> Terry, how many planes does he bring home that he didn't bring? <laughs> or are we taking bets? <laughs> yeah. What is, what's the number? Um. How many different places he bring home that he that he takes? Three. 
Okay, I'm I'm going higher. All right. So there we go. There's our bet. All right, no, thanks. No, Come on back I'm to the show. I'm gonna Take, try to be good. I'm Come back to the game show. Take your earphones off. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. This is a this is the a big swap meet in the north side of Dallas. So it's going to take a few hours for us to get up there. But uh, I was always told it was really good. I didn't have it last year. Or the year before, apparently, it was a really good showing. And I just saw a message today on on Derface and Booking that they've they've sold out all the tables. Derface and Booking. Derface and Booking. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it looks like at least in vendor wide, it's going to be a blowout. Uh, and, and and capacity, so we shall see. Um, and I'm going to be selling my wares and looking around and doing some goodies and visiting some people while I'm up there as well. And and what? Did I miss something? Well, I mean, what am I? Chop liver? <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. who else? Lee's going to be there. And. Mr. Sparkles, we're going to pay him a visit. And <laughs> there's more. Yeah. Ooh, goodness. And uh, then, and then, and, and Oh yeah, Richard. Yeah, yeah. And Blakeney. Yeah. And Blakeney. Steve oh, no, Tom is not going to make it. He's got a conflict. He's they're having a fun, uh, some sort of jet flying or something at Thunderbird Field the same day. So he said he's not going to make it uh, to the swap meet. Unfortunately. Well, I'm surprising you then. I have, I'm bringing Ryan. Are you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Ryan's coming up. Oh, cool. And I didn't tell you this, so this is a surprise for you. I'm leaving tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. Oh, He's man. D- he has uh, uh, school off tomorrow. And my awesome boss is letting me uh, take off early. So oh, nice. we will see you f- tomorrow night, maybe-ish. So I guess we'll meet up, try to meet up. Yeah, try to coordinate. Well, I'm, I don't know if I can get in. I don't know what time they close the doors for those who are setting up on Friday. Uh, if not, ten, 10 o'clock. Oh, well, I mean, hopefully I'll get there before then. But I'll, six, I'll six keep it to ten. Yeah. I'll okay. Yeah. Let me Otherwise, know. get up early on Saturday and get my cash ready. So which one is this? Weatherford? No. It's, what is it? I think, well, am I correct, Fitz? It's kind of like replacing Weatherford? Or are they trying to draw in more people from Weatherford to the Richardson? I don't know, because as far as I know, Weatherford's still doing their thing. Okay. Maybe that was uh, my mistake. It was Sorry. another one. It was another one. That I think it was the one we went to, and then they lost the... The, the forum and so they moved it i can't remember what it was called maybe it was always was richardson but i think they had a different venue it's a different venue okay yeah um it looks exciting so yeah yeah the fact we'll that they've sold all the it. tables should be nice uh yeah yeah you know richard richards was the one who says you got to come to this you got to come to this you got to come to this and so uh, i said okay 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 so i'll be uh shacking with him uh, while sharing a hotel room with him, and uh, he's he's got some sort of special radar. He can always sniff out the, all the good deals. <laughs> like you go, and he'll like come up with a, a bunch of stuff. It's like, where'd you find that? Well, I was walking over here, and I found it, and and I found a good deal. And I <laughs> like, man, how did you? I didn't even see that. And he's <laughs> he can't oh, no much oh, <laughs> I I know I'm going totally off the rails here, but speaking of good deals, um. Terry, have you done any work on that Kyosho T33? <laughs> well, then I have my answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got that we got that good deal for you. You did, and thank you. And then Fitz hand delivered it across the country to me. And it's still in the box, well protected, waiting well, for that perfect just, rainy day. Just so you know, I hand delivered the valve to Fitz and he got it flying already. You- <laughs> 
<laughs> Back to you, Fitz. <laughs> it's a slightly different story, but yes. All right, back back to the show. So yes, big swap meet coming. Hope, hopefully, we saw you there. <laughs> Can't wait to tell you all the stories we we have to share with you. Hey, speaking of toting things for people, I think that's related here as well. Oh shit! Uh, yes. Tell us. <laughs> well, shit, yeah. Like, oh, sorry to hear that. What are you talking about? I don't know. Toting. Yeah, Fitz is hauling more stuff for me. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that? We should. Okay. Well, uh, it looks like I'm going to be coming back with more than just airplanes, apparently. We've got this really fancy, what is it, a router? Does um, that count yeah, as one thing? of the things he's bringing back, Terry? Because, I mean, it does make no, planes. Yeah. No, no, really? <laughs> okay. So I got to take my trailer on a road trip now to uh, fit uh, something that Terry, it's, Terry's own, but we're going to have to be the keepers of it for a while. I'm letting you borrow it out of the kindness of my heart. Uh, actually, it's pretty cool. It's a, I forgot what it's called. It's a, a flat a, printer, flat with a P. Flat PH, yeah, PHLAT. Yeah. It's got a weird name. It's um, a CNC router foam cutter. Yeah, yeah. And it's this one has some age to it, but basically, I'm buying it. At, we can say his name, right? I'm buying it from Matt Vodrin in Dallas. Rums. Rum Builder is his Rum Builder, right? Monitor. He made those Profile B17s. You guys talked about it neat. Yeah, still have mine. But uh, best a few years ago. Yeah, he brought it to flight test too. Flight yeah, test. so my understanding is that this uh, flat printer used to belong to Crash Hancock of the Crashcast. Oh. Matt bought it from him, and now I'm buying it from Matt. So uh, there's uh, some history to it that I think is pretty interesting. And I think it's an interesting tool that we'll get some use out of. Yeah, uh, I look forward to kind of tinkering with it. Do you know if it'll cut more than just foam? I guess maybe it just depends on our bit, the router bit. I, on yeah, it. I assume it would, yeah. I mean, we're trying to cut yeah. here. Well, you, you remember a lot of, before laser cutting was a thing, a lot of the kits, especially out of Europe, were, were cut that way with routers. Mm-hmm. The balsa wood. Yeah, I assume, I, mean, I don't know. There's got to be yeah. some people out there, listeners, if you know anything about flat printers and what they can cut and how you cut with mm-hmm. them, let us know. Should be cool. Are, Hopefully, it comes with some instructions on the software or whatever. Um, well, I, I think it still needs software. Okay, we're going to download it. So, yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because we we've talked about the flat printer, but there's a huge flat forum that ah. shares people's designs, and I know that someone had told me years ago that um, a guy designed the thunder and lightning on a flat printer. So. Oh. I'm hoping get the files, hands yeah. on that. Yeah, on that file, but it's yeah, probably the, the older version. The version three is much better. So, uh, but I'll look into it because I might uh, try to do that upgrade myself. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, Fitz, you figure out how to use it and everything I need to know, and then you can teach me. <laughs> okay, okay, young grasshopper. <laughs> uh, so, but it's got an odd form factor, so we couldn't just lie down in a truck. So, um, so now. It'll be really convenient for me to bring back planes. Yeah. See, I'm looking after you. You <laughs> need an excuse to take a trailer. Now you've got uh, it. Uh, so, so yeah, it'll be, should be a really interesting weekend catching up with uh, old friends, giant swap meet, picking up some goodies. Uh, yeah, so I'll let you, you know when I come back. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad I have to miss it. It's going to be a long weekend. 
No, it's going to be a short, super fast weekend. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yes. So. So, yeah, what like, days will you be there? Just Friday and Saturday. Uh, or me. Sunday as well. Well, either of you. Uh, well, for me, I'm, you know, like Lee, I'm coming up tomorrow, but I'm going to leave really early because I'm going to spend some time with uh, Raymond. Raymond found out. Oh, okay. Up, so we're yeah. going to go hang out and do some stuff. Um, and then Saturday is the event. Oh, yeah, and then hang out with Sparky too later on. Uh, I'll spend a whole day, pretty much the whole day there Saturday. Uh, I decided to stay overnight at Richard's place uh, and leave in the morning because uh, he, he was asking if I could take a look at his 3D printer that he picked up recently. Or not really that recently, but <laughs> he never got around to working. So I said, okay, well, I'll just, just you know stay overnight. That way I can leave in the Sunday morning, be a nice trip yeah. back, uh, refreshed. And uh, he's a little bit south of Fort Worth, so it's easier. It's also yeah. shortly shorter drive. Uh, so uh, it'll be a full weekend for me. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be a guest on the 8-bit guy again? Now, it's funny you mentioned that. Yes, I actually do plan on visiting him. Uh, Raymond asked and said, hey, while you're up here, we can go talk to 8-Bit Guy again. So I contacted him, and he said, yeah, he'll be around on Friday. So sometime Friday afternoon, we'll pop over there for see his new studio. He built a studio oh, cool. in his backyard. He did a couple of videos on it. Uh, so, so, yes. When I went there with you and Lee, um, he didn't know you from Adam. But yeah. after that, you were a guest on his show. Yes. Right. So now you guys are like buds. I know several times. In fact, it was funny because when I appear, showed up as a guest on the show, he's oh. like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was, he was thinking of somebody who was totally different. But uh, it's, it's all good. We, we actually get along really well. So uh, I look forward okay. to talking to him. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think I'll be on the show this time, but but uh, it'll be nice just to kill some time and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything else. Um, so, and I guess we'll try to, Lee and I will try to catch up and we do dinner or something on Saturday. Lee, are you, are you staying? Are you leaving on Saturday or are you Sunday? I'm leaving Saturday night. Saturday night? Okay. Well, that's going to be a long day. Well, I'm, trying, I'm driving up tomorrow. So yeah. I'll be rested and then we'll do the swap meet and we'll probably leave around. Right. I think the show is ends at three, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so, going to be quick. When does it start? 8 a.m. 8 or Ooh, 9. Right? That's going to yeah. be a fast day. Yeah. And I'm going to meet up with Steve Davidson. We're going to hang out at oh, the yeah. swap meet and then we're going to head over to his field. I'm going to do some. Uh, actually, he invited us to fly. So Ryan's going to fly one of his planes, and then oh, I'm nice. going to do some photography, and then we're going to hit home after that. So we'll talk. okay, so probably. you know Ryan's 13; he he can drive. Well, <laughs> he needs to learn. So if I get tired and it's dark, I'll let him take the wheel. Yeah, Ryan, sure. take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you mention your intent for the swap meet, Lee? Uh, no. What are your intentions, sir? Hang out with some of my friends. Hang no, out, be, be a buddy to my pals. I'm calling BS. No, oh, really? I don't have anything to sell. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure my wife could find stuff for me to sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, no, go just to go hang out. See if so I, you're not even going to look. 
Right. Oh, of course I'm going to, I didn't say I wasn't bringing a lot of money. Uh oh, I now I ruined it. <laughs> now everybody <laughs> knows to look out for me. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to be keeping my eyes open. Of course I would, I'm still looking for that P38. And although this is <laughs> way out in left field and please don't hold me to it, but if I can find a deal on a trailer like Fitz did, if I find some guy who's out there in the parking lot, goes, anybody want my trailer? <laughs> I don't want to bring it home. <laughs> I might see he, if I can help out. All right. You're just that kind of guy. I'm just that kind of guy. Actually, this is a great segue. Can we segue now? You ready? Sure. Part of my mission this weekend is to find some raffle items for the most awesomest air, vent air show ever called Best. <laughs> you may have heard of it <laughs> once, yeah. once or twice on this show. You've mentioned best, it a time or two. The Best Electrics in South Texas is in a week, Fitz. Holy cow! <laughs> it's in a week, it? oh, in yeah. a week Fitz. Holy crap. <laughs> like, today, it's in a week. Oh, Keith Sparks and I will be eating pizza or something and, and talking all night <laughs> a week from today that we're uh, recording this. Have you decided which day you're going up? I'm going Thursday. Are you Thursday? Yeah, I'm seriously thinking of going up Thursday instead of Friday. Awesome sauce. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Uh, that's a good question. Work. Yeah, work is, work is in the way, but yeah. maybe I, I might just take half a day at work and then leave, come up in the afternoon. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of touch on that again. I'm going to go to the swap meet, see if there's some nice things we can get for the swap meet. Maybe we can find some friends who are selling items that are willing to donate to the raffle at uh, best. Especially if we know people who are going to be there, if they're willing to give up a couple of things. I, I actually told uh, Kirk Jensen I'm going to look for a white elephant. <laughs> I'm gonna, I Kind of like, you know, just like the planes you got for five bucks, Terry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to put something out there. Just cross my fingers. Hopefully someone will like winning it. Until they have to bring it back next year. <laughs> to best. And we just keep handing it off to the other pilot. Everybody has to sign it, whoever flies it. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, so I will look for some items that we can put in the donation. And then, uh, yeah, I plan to bring anything I can for best next week. Oh my gosh, best is in a week. Yeah. So Goodness while gracious. you're, while you're in that happy mood, allow me to apologize because you asked me a long time ago for some corporate sponsorship and I promised you, and then I let the ball drop. So I'm sorry. So Elon's not going to uh, donate anything for us? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that Model <laughs> X is not going to show up. Dang, damn it. I promised. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's okay. I, I got some goodies. In fact, I, I have some things that I haven't told Fitz that I'm bringing, so he'll be surprised. Maybe he'll put no. some dollars in the raffle. Um, but it is not as big as we had hoped. But as we stated maybe two or three years ago, you know, would people come to best if the raffle was not as big as it had been? And the answer was, of course. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. So as much as we like to have those raffle prizes, and I will be getting some stuff for our, from RC Roundtable, we hope that most people come to just hang out with us and enjoy the show. Um, and if you have anything that you'd like, I mean, this might be enough time. If you are coming to Best to hang out with us and you have something you'd like to donate for the raffle or possibly obtain a gift that you'd be willing to put in the raffle as a, you know, a nice gesture to for anybody else, then please do so. I remember <laughs> this is a kind of kind of off topic, but we did a Christmas present exchange uh, for our Boy Scout troop, and I think it was me who went to Sears before they closed, like a craftsman store, and I picked up this light, this really cool light, and I said, you know, I bet kids would like this. And when I brought it home, Austin goes, "Oh, I want that." 
And so we, it went into the pile. Austin, I kid you not, Austin drew that and nobody else wanted it. Hmm. And so he got it. He got the thing I bought. So maybe you go out and buy yourself something for the raffle. You get it right back. <laughs> uh, boy, that's going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, am I going to go overboard again? Am I going to bring the kitchen sink? Eh, whatever. That's what you do. What if I surprise everybody? I just bring one plane. <laughs> no tools. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> just some, one one roll of uh, masking tape. Yeah. Well, you know, now that I've moved a couple times, I'm a worldly uh, man about town. I have some life experience. I think I know what best is missing to take it to that next level of growth. And so... Ooh. I've got okay. three words for you. <laughs> okay. Flying inflatable woman. <laughs> actually, actually, it is going to be plywood overcast. Oh, now you're talking. See, that's that's what I have to get ready next week. So <laughs> may I ask how should I draw a woman on it? On it? <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the bag that you gave Fitz is currently sitting on top of plywood overcast. Uh, okay. It's really, it shouldn't be that much. It should be. Yeah. But you don't want to do it on site. Well, you did. No, I yanked it apart on site. Yeah. So yeah. how hard could it be? Uh, I will. I, it's on my list of things to do, my friend. Okay, good. I'm, I will try not to let you down. I'm sure I would get hate mail if I didn't bring plywood overcast <laughs> is anthrax considered hate mail <laughs> oh god i hope it's not that bad <laughs> just if, kidding. if you if you get mean to me man i'm gonna put it in the raffle <laughs> so right, i ask enough. real quick um fits what you bringing can you name me three planes you're bringing it doesn't have to be all the planes but at least three that you plan on bringing bring it to the swap meet no for best over oh, on fits. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Quit, quit working uh, on your plastic models and get back to the conversation. Um, I got some EDFs I'll bring. Probably the um, Gripen and the MIG. And what else electric do I have? You know, some type of time I don't know until I start loading things up. Um, I might bring my 262 because I just don't fly it that much. So maybe get some. It, flight time out of it um uh one of my a10s depending which one i have either the little one or the big one i'm not sure or maybe both <laughs> no probably not both one i'll pick one you got a trailer buddy just throw them both in <laughs> yeah throw them both in <laughs> you got the space now yeah and you know i haven't really thought about it like i said usually it's the week ahead of time i'll, I'll start gathering my thoughts and which ones I'll bring. Oh, and I got that. I got that plane I picked up at the swap meet at SCOBY a few months ago with the thrust vectoring on it. I'll probably bring that. Get that tuned in. Fly around. So this is like an EDF? No, it's like a prop plane. It's like, I think oh, it's it called a, ne a Nemesis or Enigma. Okay. Yeah, it's got a goofy plane, but it's cool. Mm, I don't know. So there's there's a few. We'll start with there and we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I'm hoping to have, I mean, I better not say I'm hoping because that means 
Terry will jump down my throat. Like, what do you mean you're hoping? You better. Uh, plywood Overcast <laughs> should be in my truck. Uh, I'd like to finish that Seagull P47 I'm working on. Mm. Uh, since I've got the motor mount on there, I just got to cut up that cowl to to fit that motor. It's just weird. I'd, I'd have to do that. But it's just the shape of that cowl. Um, I, the uh, the motor part, not the cowl itself. I mean, I could just keep take out the motor design, whatever you call it, molding. Um, so that, and I'd like to be able to fit the uh, Flightline P38 in there. I think that'd be fun to fly. Oh, yeah. However, you and I talked about flying gliders. Yeah, to find a glider. My, my, unfortunately, my elf is not in a flyable condition, but I got that other, you can bring a high start uh-huh. or something? Okay, so I may bring my other, that uh, mini bird of time. Cool, because, oh, okay, yeah. is that that, <laughs> wait a minute, is that the one that you tried to fly at, like, Northwest or something? Yeah, it flew fine. Okay. Yeah, we got to fly. So that so, and maybe no the monster trucks or tow planes. No, we'll use the no. high start. I because I think Steve wanted me to bring my golden eagle that I had, so I'll I'll bring that. Do some high start launches. That'd be fun. Snooze fast. What high starts are not snooze fast? What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know. It's not the same as a monster truck or a tow plane. <laughs> we don't have a monster truck. Well, we'll just drag a car onto the runway. <laughs> Will that make you feel better? It probably would. Yes. Thank you me. know, I do have a mini bike now, so I wonder if I could tie that into the back of my truck. There you go. <laughs> go, Ryan. <laughs> Stop, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough. Uh, of course, I think if that's it for this podcast and we have best next week, we won't have a follow up for two weeks. And I think that episode will be a live recording at best. Correct. I hope so. Live from Folsom Prison. (laughs) No, we'll be doing a live from Best, so hopefully people will get to join us. I've got my new microphone, so we can hand them out, (laughs) be all professional, and uh, have some fun. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys. I'm sad for myself, but I'm excited for you. And I hope it lives up to your expectations. We'll we'll pull you in FaceTime. Okay, (laughs) good. Sit you on a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Not my data connection. (laughs) All right. I'm done. I had fun. Thanks for telling us about Neat. It's always good stuff. Thanks for listening about Neat. And thanks for sharing your bomber field stories. Send your media. Post your media, Terry. All right. I will. But you got to give me a reasonable amount of time to sort through it. You got till tomorrow. All right, Mom. I may have a surprise showing for Bess if I can get it ready. Ooh. So <laughs> is it is it inflatable? No, it's inflatable. <laughs> it's PDFs, Terry. <laughs> Do I hear three? <laughs> Vectoring. Uh, Vectoring. Oh gosh. <laughs> Get us out, Fitz. <laughs> All right, on that saucy note uh we'll wrap things up uh thanks everybody for hanging with us for this long i know we had a lot to talk about and looks like we're gonna have a lot to talk about next time too but hey that's why we're here and that's why we like doing this so uh you heard a man we shall see you later check our 
Facebook and social media for information that we've talked about in the show. And hopefully we'll see you in the future. If not, we'll see you next time. Go to best. They'll give you a sticker. Yes. Go anywhere. Oh yeah. Make sure to put some stickers in the car tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I got a few left. Okay. All right. I guess they'll They'll draw it on your arm with Sharpie. Great. This is great. See now, now the people who made it this far, good job guys. I have a giveaway for those of you who committed, stay tuned. I made something and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But I'll give you a hint. I made one for my son, and he was really excited. He thought it was the bomb. So I have three left. And if you send an email to contact at rcroundtable.com and say Lee's secret prize. Is that good? Lee's no secret, secret package? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. The, the secret prize. There we go. I will, uh, I will mail three of them out. So uh, don't forget. And, of course, it's limited. So uh, first come, first serve. And don't Include forget your address. Your address. Yeah, yeah, put your address. Does that be There you go. Aren't you glad you stayed on? Now you get a. You might get a. You might get a free gift. So don't don't wait. Pull over. Contact at rcroundtable.com. Lee, I want to win. Okay, Lee, go. does it have to be Conus? Uh, it should be Conus. Yeah, it's okay. not big. It's not huge. So, so no, foreigners. <laughs> no foreigners. <laughs> no foreigners. No foreigners. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I don't know. They have a U.S. mailing address. And some of those people, you know, get crafty, like with eBay. So, yeah. But that's too much. So just email us. We'll work out the details later. Go. All right. All right. Can't add to that. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.